0: I attached a little conversation heart that I made that said, uh, you make me wet. No, you make me moist. No.
1: <laughs> what did it
0: say? It said something about boogers, but I thought about you, saying that you
1: make me moist. Oh, okay. But it said something about boogers? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're just the most romantic motherfucker I ever well, met. I was that trying you're to be fascination funny. fascination with snot. <laughs> your fascination with your wife's mucus is just, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate ApeCast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate ApeCast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Welcome to the ApeCast episode 120.
0: That's a nice round number. I like that.
1: Yeah, all right. So uh, something's been on my mind is the whole you're in my space thing. And I I remember this when I was a kid. Two things, actually two things. Are you familiar with the the, the viral video of the American Airlines, the woman that reclined her seat and the guy that sat back there and just punched the back of her seat over and over and over? It's online. It's, okay. So basically, it's just <laughs> what? this woman. And I know, it's the fucking funniest thing. For setting. the
0: whole flight? So,
1: well, I, you know, it's, a, it's about a minute and a half long video. But basically, what, she, you know, what, what you see is this woman's reclining in her seat. This guy's in the back and he's watching his phone, like watching something on his phone. And he's literally just sitting there with both fists, punching her seat over and over and like over. Like a child,
0: and over. like an idiot child would do.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, and I watched that, and, you know, I didn't... People get so enraged about that kind of shit, but my first reaction was, I'd have just turned around and smacked the shit out of him. Yeah. Now, granted, then I would be arrested for assault. And it got me thinking about, like, the whole concept is, yeah, punching somebody in the face for being a dick, is wrong, and you're going to get arrested for it. It's assault. That's what it is, assault and battery. Sure. However- Yeah, is it wrong? Shouldn't there be something- Is it illegal? Yes. Yeah, shouldn't there be something, uh, you know, like some- And I looked up- I even looked up the provocation, the laws of provocation. Mm -hmm. And if you're provoked, you know, yeah, you could take uh, murder one down to, like, murder two (laughs) because of provocation. Sure. But it's, you know, it's it's like when it comes to assault (laughs) and battery, provoking doesn't really- change anything so the other day i'm in the casino and i gotta walk around there's lots of little hidden quarters in this casino and i'm walking around and i have to go to the back to the bar because i'm managing the bar now so i go around and all of a sudden they're you know like i almost stepped on her um this probably i don't know how old she was you know 23 year old woman yeah white woman um, charging your phone which you're not supposed to do on the casino floor you know she found a place and an outlet where no one would find her and she's charging her phone why aren't you allowed to charge your phone on the casino floor okay uh, the, our, I, I mean, our rationale is that our electric in this building is not the greatest. Oh, God. And all the machines, all the machines are plugged into the uh, to the outlets. And if you plug it into an outlet that a machine is, and you disrupt the, uh, you fuck up the machines. I mean, that's one. And then number two, um, part of it is just loitering. Because if we said, yeah, yeah, sure, you can come in here. Then every motherfucker that has no business being in the casino is not going to spend any money. It's just going to take up a seat. They're going to plug in their fucking phone, we're not a goddamn charging station, we're a casino. Do you if think that people would play money, longer if you off. put
0: do you think people would play longer if you put charging stations at the games that they had to be
1: playing? You know, it's interesting because there are other casinos uh in in this company that have charging stations. Okay. You know okay. you know the funny thing is? they're almost never used. Mm, Okay. They actually have charging stations. And it's, I think it's part of it because people don't want to sit and wait for their phone to be charged. They want to be doing something else while the phone is charging, including what this young woman was doing is sticking around on her phone while she's charging it. Yeah. Fine. Well, anyway, she's like on the floor, which again, not allowed. Not working. Yeah. So I I go, Whoa. I said, Oh, excuse me. I said, "Uh, ma'am, um, I can't allow you to charge your phone in here. And her response, because she knows she's been caught, is to go, get out of my space. You're in my space. You're in my personal space. And I went, what? <laughs> and she said, your dick is right by my face. Okay, so she's throwing out, she's throwing out the personal space thing and the Me Too thing. And I went... Your well, that seems dick to be your. Is right I know, by my your face. dick is right by my face. Well, she's sitting on the floor, and I'm trying to get into a door. Of course, you know I'm not that. It's not like my dick is close. I'm probably two feet away. But I went, well, ma'am, that'd be your problem, not mine. I said, all you have to do is stand up, and then my dick will be nowhere near your face. And all you have to do is leave the casino, and I won't be in your personal space. Yeah. Oh, eh, 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 eh. and she unplugged and just stormed off, and I'm like. What the fuck was that? And all I could think of was most people in this day and age, you're in my personal space. Your dick is right by my face. Most people would take a step back. And go, Whoa, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm in your personal fucking space. My reaction was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not in your goddamn personal space. You're next to my goddamn bar door, dipshit. And why so, is your
0: face so close to my dick?
1: Yeah, why is your your face is right by my dick? You're in my personal uh, space. Like, ah. So this is the thing that has been on my mind is uh, is the whole concept you put those two things together. Yeah. Of have we have we? Because I think I, the idea that you can't just walk up and indiscriminately just punch somebody in the face, I think is probably a good thing, but provocation, you know, it, it begets the thing. And then uh, the, the third level and I'll stop is, is is you know, most people on the left, like, eh, punch a Nazi. Well, okay, first of all, you don't know they're Nazis. You may just disagree with their policies. Maybe they're actual Nazis. Well, but I think is that it-
0: in the punch a Nazi, it's like at a rally where they're wearing... It's very clear okay. these people are even, Nazis. I even then, is, yeah.
1: it's assault and battery, and, sure, yeah, and, it, of course it is. and it's no different. As like punch a Nazi, in my opinion, is not that different than punch the guy who's fucking banging on my goddamn seat because he doesn't want me to recline. So my question is, how much have we gone too far with the thing where we can just provoke and it's like?
0: I've, I don't I, know. I think, th- I think that something like like that, you're in my personal space, has always been there. It's an extreme defense mechanism. It's it's an offensive defense. It's the same thing as well, you're being a Nazi. Or why would I listen to? You, uh, why would I listen to you? You don't even care about me. You don't. You don't love me. Like the kind of thing that like kids say to their parents. Like you don't love is, me. You don't know me. It's because like how, much do you, kids how do you fight say their back parents, from yeah. that? Because
1: you can't punch fight. them in the face. I mean. I did that. That's as a how you kid. fight back. I did you that, you just that with fucking teachers. Smacked the shit out of him, man. Sure,
0: but I did that with teachers. I did it with my parents. I'm like, you don't love me. You don't like me. Why? I'm not going to respond to your attempts to discuss my behavior because you don't have any respect for me. Well, David, it's not that you're being an asshole in class. No, you just don't have respect. I'm I'm being an asshole in class, and I'm yeah. using this stupid defense mechanism, or this de- this defense of. Just shutting them out, so they cannot yeah. come at me, and that's what the whole "you're in my personal space" is. Because yeah, most people be like, "Whoa, I'll get away then," and then she wins. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's well, yeah, yeah. So, I think I don't think that it's a, it's a it's an issue of our issues today. It's a result of our issues today. I think it's something we've always done, and it's just it's just fucking see, juvenile.
1: I see, I actually don't think it's something we've always – I mean, yeah, maybe it's an evolution of something we've all done. It's like I watch a lot of those – and I do. Everybody gets caught up in their, their crazy viral video rabbit holes. Yeah. You know, you just go, hey, I'm going to watch some YouTube. And then all of a sudden, five hours later, your brain is loggy because you've been watching the same kind of bullshit – for, for five hours. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that I'm fascinated by is I love to watch the viral videos of people losing their shit in public customer service kind of <laughs> things. I find that shit fascinating. It's amazing. And, yeah. And one of the things that, 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 and you watch it enough, it's like people use videotaping, use their phones, videotaping people's behaviors as, and it's a very aggressive move. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, I understand the concept like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to film the police yeah. You know, because the police are already, that's already an act of aggression. That confrontation is already aggressive. So that is definitely a, a defense mechanism. Right. But when, when you go into a Walmart and they ask you if <laughs> if they can check your receipt and you decide you're not going to show them your receipt. And no, there's i there's get somebody your dick filming, away from
0: my face.
1: Yeah. And there's somebody filming you and you say, I don't give you, and you know, there, there's a million of them where it's like, I don't give you permission to film me. That's illegal. Well, it's not illegal. It's totally illegal. But it is very invasive. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, it's like, how would I react if I were on the casino floor and some somebody decided they were pissed off at me because I, I wouldn't pay out something, right? It's like right. the machine wouldn't pay out and they, they, they didn't get their free spins and I'm not going to give them money for it. And they start filming me and screaming at me while they're filming at me. Most people's reaction is to stand there and not to do it. And I know what my reaction would be. I'd slap that motherfucking phone right out of your goddamn hand. Yeah. I would, not even a question, smack. Don't film in the casino. Get the fuck out. I'm going to smash your phone. You come near me again. You know what I mean? Because that's an aggressive thing. And then I'm going to get arrested or sued for assault. And it's like, (sighs) maybe this is just old man trying to deal with new people memes and sort of like feelings. and But it's just like, come on, man. Right? Yeah. Am I just totally off base? No, I, I mean, I,
0: I, don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I think in your situation... You don't
1: watch the fucking viral videos, man. It's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I don't watch those. And maybe that's <laughs> something I should do. But I think it's also coming from... Like you're in a... You spend your days in a customer service... World, yeah, where there are rules for a reason, and those rules are you can't just hang out and do whatever you want, yeah, right. So it's not like being at a at a public park, you well, know.
1: I mean, and if, I, if I, but if I'm at a public park and some guy decides that my cargo shorts, you know, are are, are offensive, your cargo shorts
0: are offensive.
1: Whatever, but that doesn't mean you know, it's like I'm going to film you and put you on YouTube. Ha ha ha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't I mean, that, that be- probably... That probably wouldn't bother me. I would probably think that's pretty fucking funny. So <laughs> I would maybe love to see if some shirt. guy got
0: bent out of shape about your cargo shorts. It's like this yeah. is
1: look at this guy in his cargo sure. shorts. You know that active. How aggression. can he do so, that in today's day and age? Yeah, I know that. All right, so that's maybe a, a ridiculous because I think okay I would probably boomer, go, nice cargo shorts. <laughs> let me show you my cargo shorts. I'm gonna model. I'd probably yeah. do that, but you know I mean yeah. it's like a, there's I saw one where it's a, a woman a woman <laughs> whose dog shits in the in a golf like she takes it to like this park adjacent to a golf course. And these two guys see her dog shit, and what she was doing, you could see that's what she was doing, is that she didn't like to get plastic bags, because she didn't like plastic bags, so she was walking over and gathering up, like, loose grass, (laughs) so that she could put the loose grass on the dog turd and pick the dog turd up. That's what she was doing. Okay. But they, but what they saw was that she let her dog take a shit on the, on the grass and hadn't picked it up yet. Yeah. And so they start filming her and they're baiting her, you know, and this poor fucking woman is losing her shit. Now here's the thing I thought was funny about it was, I mean, it's tragic and it's, but it's actually funny. She starts losing her shit because these guys won't leave her alone. And they keep saying, all we want you to do is apologize for your dog shitting on the golf course. Hey, guys, do you like stepping and shit on the golf I mean, they're just, they're what baiting her. It. it is obviously they're baiting her. They're trying to bait her to get so that they can put it on YouTube. They're looking yeah. for YouTube hits. Yeah. Right? Finally, she has wound up so much, she throws out the N-word. You know? And they got her. Were these black people? Yeah, yeah. There okay. were a couple of black kids that were doing this. Okay, and she finally, she finally gets so wound up because they follow her oh. around, and they, you can see the. She finally throws out the N word, and now that's the that's the lead. And I thought that's interesting. And then you watch a lot of there's a lot of videos that I've watched where it's like I'm going to exert my rights to the police who have pulled me over. I don't have to roll my window down. I don't have to roll my window down. And it is, the thing about yeah. it is what's fascinating. You watch enough of these, you start to see the trend, which is I'm going to bait someone in public <laughs> to get them to act out. And when they act out, yeah. I can put it on YouTube and dumbasses like Don Hall are going <laughs> to fucking watch that shit. You know, and it's like, wow. It's almost like provoking people to act out so that we can get a video of them is a good thing. And that's the thing is if the woman if, if that if that woman had said your dick your dick is right by my face and held up the phone and started filming me, yeah. I'd said the same goddamn thing. Yeah. But all of a sudden now I'm on YouTube telling right. her that, that right. my dick isn't anywhere near her face and look at what an abusive white male I am. And it's like this is nuts. Is this nuts or am I just No, it is it is nuts. It is nuts. I yeah, baiting
0: somebody to do something Terrible, pushing them to their limits. Uh, yeah, that's that's not okay. Here's my question about the woman and the dog shit. Who she dropped the n word? Did she end up picking up the dog shit with the loose grass? They never showed her picking up. I don't. See, therein lies know. the
1: problem. Like, we need to know if she picked up the dog poop. Oh, see, that thing is that, but that's not the point of the video. The point of the right. video is look at this racist white woman. That's. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, this was. This is. Fifteen minutes of them following her around, right? I mean, and they
0: didn't know she was racist. It's not like they went to Donald Trump and they assumed he was racist, or you know, like they had no assumption that she was.
1: It's not like she was wearing a Klan outfit, and then they were just a fucking white woman with a fucking dog. Yeah, and they just kept poking her and poking her until she finally lost it and went for. You know, whether or not she's a racist, that's her business. But when she went for the thing, you're na- the, the the word that shall not be uttered. Yeah. And they got it on, on video. And the funniest thing about it is, and that's the funniest thing. Well, maybe it's not the funniest thing, but I thought it was funny. Is that ble- she said it and they bleeped it out when they put it on. I mean, there was obviously, there was some post-production editing going on. Yeah. Because they, they, you see her say it, but they bleep it. So... It's, like, it's just, because um, then it goes from, the minute it happens, then it goes from that to, you racist, you racist white woman, America's racist. I mean, it's just like, wow, what the fuck just happened? I mean, and it was fast. Yeah. And it's because people get really freaked out when you provoke them like that. I mean, people get pissed off when you cut them off in traffic, and that's not even like I'm right. trying to provoke. You don't do that intentionally for the most part and lose their shit. So imagine being it- provoked over it's al- and over and over, it's like that's nuts.
0: It's almost the the boy that cried wolf, Jesse Jesse Smollett.
1: Yeah, thing. The, Jer- yeah they, Jerry
0: Jerry Sm- Jerry Smoley. What's Smolley? His name? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Jo- John- Jonathan Smegade. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Jerry Smegma. That's sure. his name. Yeah, yeah. From Empire.
0: Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, like creating this this fake thing to stir up. I I don't know what to draw attention to an issue that exists out there when the actual issue does exist, but you're just making it up. Like there are racist people out there that are doing oh, yeah. actual racist harm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, but say you're just
1: punch- baiting this poor woman because yeah. it's like a punch a Nazi thing. It's like it's like okay, so are you really that provoked by somebody walking around with a fucking swastika? They're dumbasses.
0: Well, you know what? I mean, and be no, careful the-
1: there. No, I'm not going to be careful there. What I'm saying Some is... Some people
0: can be extremely provoked by a swastika. Yeah, well, and I then, understand then,
1: that. Then guess what? Then walk a fucking way. You know, you walk away. We walk away from crazy goddamn homeless people that are fucking spewing in, into the earth thing and throwing garbage. Yeah. It, I. And, you it, could
0: walk away from a swastika guy. I could walk away from a swastika guy. I think that there's people whose families were... murdered... By the sure. the OG Nazis. So, where
1: so that you is think a, it's okay. Legit... So when so when they see a guy with a with a swastika on his jacket and they then you think it's perfectly okay for them to walk up and just fucking jack him right in the face. No.
0: What I think it's I think that it's not as easy for some people to just go,
1: eh, that's just an
0: idiot and I'll walk away from it.
1: Oh no, I that's think I saying. agree with that. But adults okay. don't throw the punch. I mean that's the thing, is when I I look at that it's like that guy that that's poking the, the seat he doesn't know that woman doesn't have neck issues. He doesn't know the history of her flights. Right. That maybe she has anxiety, like massive anxiety in that plane. He just doesn't want his fucking seat room invaded by her reclining in a seat. Here's, and he's going to be a fucking cunt about it. Here's and, what I don't understand about that
0: is if you get on a plane, unless you're sitting in the first row... You have to expect that your seat is going to come back, and how far back do those seats
1: actually go? Well, they it's don't the affect... airlines' fault. They fucking yeah. keep squeezing people in more and more, squeezing them in. But, but they that, so that, again... barely
0: affect your your space because they barely move, and you barely have yeah. space to begin with.
1: But, I got. I but, mean, I have to watch this video because what the what? Well, it, well, and I'll, I'll with when it comes to the American Airlines thing. This is the funniest tag to it. Is guess who got in trouble? Guess who got sighted by the airline? The woman, because she was filming it. What? Yep. Why is that troubleworthy? Well, because that's PR problems. I don't know. That's what she got, and so she's suing the airline. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just like the stupidest story I ever heard in my we've life. We've
0: just, I,
1: I we've I, lost I feel our minds. Like
0: maybe I'm just seeing it because I'm, I am a, an adult, like a full blown adult now. Yeah, you know, like I'm I'm out now of you have, I'm out of you have my proge- youth, right? you have
1: progeny and now you can only look <laughs> back at your college days and go oh I wish as your sagging balls go to your knees I know yeah
0: but like it just seems to me that adults are becoming more and more like children yeah and I see it in the way in in this harmful shit like Meh, hey, get out of my space and you yeah Meh, uh, and, Don't the touch punching, my toys. and the punching and this yeah. But I also see it, like, just in the way that they talk, like, on Facebook and the, like, I don't know, like, just, just seeing my friends, like, just it's something as, as benign as talking about the Oscars. Like, yeah. you sound like a 15-year-old teenager.
1: Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's this, this thing, and I, I was thinking about this, this thing that where, where being outraged is so encouraged throwing we're an entire I mean, actually I won't say we're an entire nation because I don't think that's fair I think that's I don't think that's fair I think about 10 to 15% of Americans all who have access to Twitter yeah um and some to Facebook um are just they've just decided that to share their truth means to throw tantrums
0: yeah and I think it comes down to th- these people that like freaking out. like too, too many of us don't have a sense of humor. We may like funny things. We can laugh with our friends. But generally, we don't have a sense of humor about ourselves. Oh, and that's true. It was it was Henry Ward Beecher who said, A person without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs. It's jolted by every pebble
1: on the road. And I think therein lies the problem. So I'm going to get in your personal space. Go ahead and quote Henry Beecher, and I'm going to smack you upside the head again. What? Well... No, that's, that's a good quote. It's I just, a gr- yeah, I just—I've never heard you pull out a quote book and quote it. I don't think I've ever heard you quote anybody.
0: Well, I just pulled. It was a post-it note on my wall, and I just yanked it off the Got wall it. real quick because that resonates, and I think that that's the truth. Like, if you don't have a sense of humor about yourself, you're gonna be a dick about everything because oh, yeah. everything is bothersome to you.
1: Yeah, well, that's why Fox News and the hard left. Are, uh, Abs- are the most humorless bunch of dickweeds i ever heard yep and the proof in
0: that is that the hard left can't take a- every pebble on the road rattles them jostles yep. them on the right they just can't make good satirical short films like we've seen like yeah <laughs> conservatives like let's make fun of the left and it's just it's like you're you're just your christian grandpa trying to like Make a TikTok video, like it just doesn't quite it just work. does not
1: play, didn't play, didn't play. And
0: not, not that Christian grandfathers in general can't make TikTok videos, but I'm talking about
1: your Christian grandfather. All my grandfathers are dead. Yeah, and let's Thanks. see him make a fucking TikTok video. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for your provocation. I'm filming you right now. Yeah, I'm recording well, you. I don't I'm care. I'm recording you. Oh,
0: re- that your grandfathers are dead. What?
1: It's Your a dick fact, is Don. near my dead grandfather's face. Dead, oh, right no, it your is. dick is by my grandfather's <laughs> dead face.
0: Well, Don, as I just said, I've gotten older, and it's, it's, it takes a lot more to get me going. And sometimes it's just dead old guys' faces. That- dead, dead old guys. Uh, anyway, speaking of things that we love, how did you, uh, how did you fare with Valentine's Day this weekend?
1: Oh, well, you know, we, that's the thing is, uh, we do month anniversary, so our Valentine's Day was like four days long. Here's some chocolates, here's some prizes, uh, here's some flowers, you know, that kind of stuff. But we're leaving, uh, we're leaving, uh. We're actually, as you're listening to this, listener, we're in L.A. right now. We're taking a, a five-day vacation. It's her birthday, the 19th. Right. So we are uh, we are going to, we're driving on Sunday to Los Angeles and seeing some friends and then hanging out and seeing the sights. And then on Tuesday, we're going to go to Disneyland for the day. Nice. Yes. So, yeah. So it's... Uh, That'll be some Valentiney stuff too. Do you guys want I can talk to my brother was gonna be here this
0: well, I guess he'd have been home at that point. Um I can talk to my brother if you guys want to maybe get into the Magic Castle.
1: Ooh, that'd be fun as shit. Yes. Yes. I'll talk to him. Yeah. Yes, that would be good. So how did you do? Did you get her a snot game again or something? No. Um Don.
0: I think I won Valentine's Day. Did
1: you oh what'd you do? Oh God, you gotta tell me. All right. So or everybody, and not just me, but the anybody that listens. The
0: first thing I did is at work, there's this, this woman I work with, and she's got this like little um, desk humidifier, Mr. thing, and I'm like, oh my God, that's perfect. Katie's always complaining about how hard her boogers are. Yeah. Because it's dry. You know, it's dry in the winter. So I got her that. But wait. But wait, there's more. I got her a new iPhone. Oh, you're the man. Cause she's been talking about how she, you know, she wants a new camera, and basically she just wants a new camera and this and that. Yeah, we're she's got a seven. We both have sevens, and some point soon we're gonna need new phones because they're gonna stop upgrading the iPhone seven. Like the, the new iOS is it's gonna become antiquated. We won't be able. Oh, to Oh, not it, for right?
1: not for a couple of years, dude. They, they I, I, iOS the thirteen. iOS thirteen still works on the six, dude. I was told, but Oh, shit. Anyway, I was told
0: by somebody at the Apple store, a friend who works at the Apple yeah. store that I trust. She's like, it'll be like within the year they're going to stop upgrading to nope. the 7s. Nope. All right. Nope. She's anyway, wrong. point is a new phone is always nice, right? So I got her the phone. I I paid for the taxes out of my own yeah. money because like it, it's going to come on our account. and we'll Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But this is one of those things that she hasn't done for herself yet. So I got the iPhone and I turned off all the notifications, so she wasn't getting notifications about congratulations on your new device because we share an account, yeah, yeah. of course. So great! I'm excited to give her this gift, and she opens it up, and she's like, "What? What, what is this? I'm, I'm confused. What? What?" I go, "It's well, it's an iPhone. It's an iPhone 11. It's a new, but how it's did a new iPhone? What?" So she was very confused about it, and then she got upset because the money. Uh-huh. It's like an extra 48 bucks a month. Exactly. For, for 2 years, you know, like yeah. or or we can pay it off. Like Yeah. W- whatever. Yeah. And I'm like like don't worry about it. It's just it's not that much. I get a I, with this new job, I get money from them for my cell phone because I have to yeah, use it so. for work. So it's kind of a wash. Anyway, you know. So she's a she's a little upset, but then eventually she I
1: basically she I was, starts
0: playing with it. I was just like don't be so cheap just enjoy things so then everything was fine she's like okay i'm totally excited great so yeah i did i did good i did good you won here's why i won though because doing good and winning are different things here's why i won oh no i wrapped these things i made little hearts and i wrote like i attached a heart like a conversation heart to the iphone that said you turn me on to the mister, I attached a little conversation heart that I made that said, uh, you make me wet. No, you make me moist. No. <laughs> what did it say? It said something about boogers, but I
1: thought about you, saying that you make me moist. Oh, okay. But, it said something about boogers? I, I don't... Yeah, mean, you're just the most romantic motherfucker I ever well, met. Well, I was that trying to be fascination funny. fascination with snot. <laughs> your fascination with your wife's mucus is just... <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my life.
0: Maybe I wrote, wrote that you make me moist joke
1: i don't You make my boogers moist what the hell maybe that's what it was oh anyway
0: and they're wrapped up in wrapping paper with hearts on it like it was a whole presentation and i i stripped harry down to his diaper and i made him deliver it like cupid she comes in she hands me a box of the like generic brand name heart shaped box of candy from target and boxers with hearts printed on them you know like a heart Uh design And she hands them to me, and she goes, "I think they're the wrong size. They probably won't fit, but I bought them for you anyway." And I'm like, w- "Okay, I, I, I don't care. I don't need gifts. It doesn't bother me at all." But like, yeah, way to fucking mail it. In. <laughs> like, here's some yeah, shitty that candy much, that, that I'm not gonna fucking mail eat. In. You know, yeah, here's that some, was a mail. That was a here's mail. Here's some in. underpants that don't fit you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, there's, So there's, I mean, yes. I'm, I'm kind of being a dick right now. Yeah, you're. Yes. But then I come home from work at the end of the day, and she had ret- <laughs> she had gone to Target, and returned that stuff, and instead wrote me a note that said, "You've got six new underpants that you do like that do fit on their way to you, a box of Honey Smacks, and candy that I actually do like." So she
1: <laughs> yes, so she she realized that she kind of biffed it. She biffed it, and she and she yeah. made
0: good. And I think she felt a little bad because I was talking to my buddy Chris about it too, and he was like, "You got her an iPhone, dude." It's Valentine's Day. Calm down. And I was like, "Yeah, it just it worked out. It was just a timing thing.
1: Whatever. It all works it's fine. Out, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I, I think I did okay. I think I think you may have won. Yeah. Or at least I won't go so far to say you won Valentine's Day because I'm I'm pretty sure that's the whole that's that's almost against the entire point of winning. You it is against win. the
0: entire point.
1: But but I think you I think you did very well and you have you have created one step closer to making up. For buying her a snot game for her birthday.
0: Yeah, and I did. I did good for her birthday this year, so I'm now two points ahead. All right, I've got like so a few more points. before.
1: Yeah, you, before we can you forget can clear, about. Yeah. Well, no, you, you can forget about it, but you know, 20 years from now, but, there'll right. be a tweet. There'll be a tweet, and uh, you'll be destroyed by it. Probably. So you, you said something, not too long ago, like your belief. How belief can be the death of conversation and understanding. I don't even know what that means.
0: Yeah, so I think that you need to rename your your book. Just do like a second edition or a, or volume two of Belief is a Sledgehammer. But the title should be Belief is a Wall. And here's why. Tell me why. The war... In Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever the war on terrorism is... Yeah, there's wars. Like, the idea to fight the Taliban and change them and win. Like, we're trying to fight an ideology, a belief system. You're never going to win that. In all of human history, wars have never changed people's minds of their beliefs.
1: No, it's just subjugating the enemy. That's it. That's what wars are all about.
0: And then they often will come out of it stronger. Kind of like... The Taliban rising out of the war between Russia and Afghanistan, kind of like Germany after World War One. Kind of, yep, just just like it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you've been in conversations where you try and talk about, oh, God isn't real, or you know, Christianity is bad, or Jew, whatever, whatever, or uh, you know, being a Muslim is bad as they hate women. Whatever. It never works. You never There ne- no no Christian is going to go. Oh, you're right. No Jew is gonna go, Oh, you're right. Yeah, I I guess I guess I won't be yeah. Jewish anymore. You convince me. No, everyone just they, they dig their heels in, they double down, and they should. It's their belief system. It's hard to change that. Because it's it's what it's at their core, right? Like that's what well, a belief it's, it's, is.
1: Well, it's the search for some sort of meaning in the universe. And if you don't have a belief system, then you don't have any meaning and you're a nihilist. Right. So most most people latch onto something that may or may not make any sense. To us, but it makes perfect sense to them. Well, I mean, it's one of my favorite Ricky, when it comes to religion, it's one of my favorite Ricky Gervais thing, Uh And I can't, even, I, I mean, I'm going to totally biff the, the yeah. paraphrase, but you know, it's the idea that, that I'm just like you. You see the thousands of gods and you believe that all of them are fantasy and made up. And I agree entirely with you. I just have one more that I think is fantasy and made up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, and I mean, that's really not yeah. a very good paraphrase, but well, and it's but, not yeah. British, but that, but that's the idea, <laughs> is you know, is uh, is 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 that you know, it's all a way to explain the universe, yeah, in a way mm-hmm. when 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 we, when we're we're monkeys that can't explain the universe, so we right. create things that, that that help us along. That's so I've, I've been thinking, you know, these last four years,
0: whatever it's been, five years of people fighting and trying to convince each other that one is wrong and one is right. And it's, you know, this is the basis of bug house this is why we do bug house yeah, yeah. where you can't argue. You are not arguing your beliefs. You're using the facts to support you're, your side, you're right?
1: You're using the, the, yeah, the game of actual argument right. rather than,
0: yeah. So you're not going to change a, a person voting for Trump's mind and you're not going to change a person who hates Trump's mind. There's just, because they believe it. These are no longer facts we go with our belief system. That's how we decide our our who our elected officials are. So here's the perfect example of this. A guy that I used to work with, he is very pro-life. Uh, and he backs it up. He adopts children that are extremely um, handicapped and deformed in a thousand different ways. so he he walks the talk, I guess, if you want okay. To. But anyway, and he's totally right to have if he wants to be pro-life, fine. You know, whatever. But he posted a story on Facebook the other day from the stream, which is stream.org. Never heard of it. Uh, the headline is Confessions of an Almost Never Trumper. So I read
1: this thing and so I was
0: like, "Well, what's what's Jim what's saying almost here?" Almost
1: never trumper,
0: yeah. So here's just the first the here's the lead. In 2016, I was almost never Trump. I voted for him reluctantly. What choice did I have? I thought he would lose. If he won, he'd betray pro-lifers and supporters of religious liberty. Today, I'm ready to go door to door for him. He is on track to being possibly the greatest president of my lifetime, greater even than Ronald Reagan. So those words are written by Peter Wolfgang. So he goes on to talk about Trump is pro-life, Trump- went to the pro-life march and spoke at the pro-life march, whatever that that thing is.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's it. This guy as a strong Christian, is able to put aside the sexual abuse allegations, the way Trump talks, the way he's mean and nasty and very unchristian to people, whatever, simply because Trump says he's pro-life and takes his pro-life stance. That's it. Everything else be damned. So... I think that's what we're dealing with right now, especially like today, especially as the election comes up is, and this is the infighting of the Democratic Party, is that we stick to this one belief that we have and everything else be damned. So where you'll say belief is a sledgehammer because you can fucking hit people over the head with your belief. Yeah. But it's also a wall because you cannot have a conversation with somebody if they're just going to stick with their beliefs and not be willing to look past anything or accept anything that might adjust that belief in any way, shape, or form.
1: Well, I'm not going to change the name of the book because No, I, I of I, course, no, yeah. don't. While yeah. while I well, I, I totally see your point. I completely see your point. Yeah. I think I think it being a sledgehammer is more likely just because people use that belief to beat us up. That's right. I mean, that yes. was the reason I called it that. It's like people I know. use belief to pound on everybody else but no I think you're absolutely right and I think you know, it's, it's 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 like one of the things that I think is very interesting is uh Coleman Hughes and I don't know if you know who Coleman Hughes is but he writes for Quillette yeah. he's uh he's a, a sort of a young black Yale graduate student who writes for Quillette a lot and uh, and one of the things he cr- tweeted The other day is he said, you know, he said he was reading an article and he said, he said, here's the thing I have a problem with is that this whole article is talking about uh, the, the, the inherent goodness of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. And he said, diversity is an abstract term. So it's not a good or bad thing. Diversity is not a good or bad thing on its face. It's just a way of kind of dealing with things. Equity is a terrible idea because it's about uh, equality of outcome rather than equality of opportunity. This is an argument that you didn't have that. That was a, he yeah. said. And inclusion is always good. So how are you equating these three things when they're nothing the same? And oh my god, the fucking the 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 the, the just the the pushback, you know. And he, you know he's not he's not attacking anybody's beliefs. He's simply saying logically these are this you know that's a oh my god everybody loses their shit <laughs> everybody loses their shit yeah you know and it's like a sledgehammer you know it's like yeah. I'm gonna throw down I'm throwing it down it's like a grenade maybe that's what I'll change it to belief is a grenade well I mean don't actually change your book title I'm not your gonna book change okay. yeah. <laughs> no I'm not planning on changing the title of my book you know but, but yeah no, I but think I, think I totally see but your that's point that's part this, of the
0: problem is that we don't and this this is gonna sound like a commercial for for, for Bug House, but yeah. It's pointless in so many cases to have that discussion with somebody who is on the other side. And I, th- it, Let me finish one thought, David. Uh, it's pointless to have that discussion with somebody on the other side of your belief system because neither of you are going to listen. Yeah. But yet we have to have those discussions so we can learn, so we don't get stuck in our own little belief pods. But the only way we can do that is if we accept that our beliefs... Are, if,
1: are fallible, are flexible, are here's fluid. Thing. Here's the thing. That was what it reminds me of. Here's my pitch to Bug House, not even Bug House itself, but the kind of the art of the dialectic, the whole concept of arguing against yourself was uh, the piece I did about uh, Dana and I argued that the uh, woke warriors for justice are hippies 2.0. And she was arguing that they were hippies. And I was arguing, I had, to, I put myself in a position where I had to argue that they were actually an evolution of activism, you know, and Mm -hmm. I can't stand the woke. I can't stand them. And so it was really hard for me to find an argument that said that they're doing the right thing. Because I think they're a pain in the ass. And I even say that in the piece. I find them to be completely awful in almost every way. However, and then as I worked my way through it, I found an argument that made me go, okay. And it actually did take me back a peg and go, okay, I still find them fucking annoying and I still want to slap the shit out of them. However, (laughs) this makes me look at them a little differently because, and so it wasn't even that, and that's the key, is it's not about arguing with somebody else because just like Valentine's Day, In your mind, there's a way to win or lose (laughs) a fucking holiday. If we are so ingrained in competition as a country that we have to win or lose a fucking holiday that's based on commerce, we're in trouble. But it's all about winning losing. And if you argue against yourself and your own beliefs, it really does force you. If you're going to be honest about it. If you're going to be honest. So maybe your pro-life friend is, instead of arguing with him, say, do me a favor can you find three reasons that you can kind of legitimately think there you know there's a reason for an abortion and if he says i'm not even going to try then he's someone you can't speak with anymore right i think there are far more people that would at least think about it in this country than the people that would simply say fuck off you're wrong you're a piece of shit you're a you're a baby killer you're a racist you're a sexist that you know, it, what it reminds me of is uh, it's Louis C.K.'s bit. Um, How dare you speak his name? How ah, dare off. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny as shit. He's he was always funnier. He's much funnier before the masturbation thing came out. But you're yeah. masturbating
0: too close to my face.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, his bit where it's like, yes, this is awful, but maybe and he does <laughs> this whole bit, and it's one of the funniest things. He says, yeah. he says. I'm not again. I'm going to do a bad paraphrase, but the the gist of it is peanut allergies. Kids are dying of peanut allergies. This is an awful thing. It's a horrible thing. Everybody can agree (laughs) that it's a horrible thing. But maybe if kids die from eating peanuts, they're supposed to die. You know, I mean that's right. And and he ends it. The whole bit. It's really a very funny fucking bit. At the end of the bit, he says, and he's already set this up like three. It's so perfectly you know. As he comes in, he goes. Everybody knows that slavery was bad, and the whole fucking audience is like, Oh, you're not going there. And he stops and he says, You assholes, we're in this together. You laughed at kids dying for peanut allergies, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. was funny. Yep. And you know, and that was the thing is everybody believes that slavery is bad, but maybe. We like having the healthcare we have now, the longevity, the the economy that the country. You know, he, he goes through it. It's way, 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 way fucking funnier the way he does it. But I think that is a really funny exercise, and I've done that with stuff that I firmly, firmly believe. It's like, okay, I believe yeah. this. But, but maybe let's look at right. the flip side and it, how do I how do I find any positive to this thing that I think is bad? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you're wishy-washy it doesn't mean you're a flip-flopper. It just no. means that you're looking at things from a more holistic perspective. You're looking at the yeah. world from both sides and trying to find where you sit. That's why I know that I am almost on every issue. Um, center I'm not even I wouldn't I'm not even yeah. close to center left but not hard left that's right. how I I'm, figured that out I'm is because I'm looking way, at all these yeah. issues and I think the, the whole idea of a flip flopper is fucking
0: stupid because people can change their minds as it's as true. information comes in it is true I've I I know I know more than I did 20 years ago I've changed my opinion on such a thing I know I know more now at the end of the day than I did at the beginning I've changed my position on this I'm not a flip flopper I'm a little smarter.
1: Your wife, you know, she bought you shitty underwear yeah. that didn't fit. That's not a flip-flop. That is a learned behavior. She yeah. went, oh, I'm a dick that he got me all this good Valentine stuff, and I got him generic chocolates and a pair of shorts that don't fit him. Right. So right. it's not a flip-flop that she took those back and got you real stuff. It was a learned behavior. Yeah. Well, and I...
0: With the... With the the, board, the pro-life, pro-choice thing. I am pro-choice. I know that with certainty because I have weighed both. Not like, ah, should yeah. I be pro-life? No, I'm just like, well, wh- what does it mean? Why would somebody choose that? And I've also landed in a spot where Katie and I have had discussions where she gets kind of, she has, well, in the past, she's gotten like kind of annoyed. Like, oh my God, are you pro-life? And I'm like, no, I'm not pro-life. All I'm saying is that in this particular situation, I don't know that I would think the abortion would be okay. And I'm not saying that I'm pro-life there. I'm just saying like it's complicated, and I see why this is a hard. Because there's so many pro-lifers that they're like, everyone oh, just, yeah. they just get rid of babies. Like it's not that easy for people. Yeah, it's yeah. not no, always none that it, easy. None of it's easy. Yeah. And I can totally understand and I can sympathize with pro-lifers. Like I 100% understand.
1: Well, it's why like they said, feel the way they feel. With the pro-life thing, it's like it's what I've always said: is is I don't agree with them, yeah. but if if I saw, well, again, actually, I'll give you a perfect example: is they're putting Mexican kids in in cages. It's a concentration camp. It's the Holocaust. Okay, none of that stuff is is true. Not right. not. It's not that hyperbolic. However, I'm if I see children being murdered or or abused or whatever it happens to be, and I don't do anything about it, then I'm kind of a piece of shit. That's the idea. Right. So if you're a pro-lifer and you truly believe that an abortion is the murder of a child and you don't do everything you can to stop it, you're kind of a wishy-washy piece of shit. Right. So while I don't agree with almost any of their arguments, I appreciate the zeal Sure. I do not. I do not appreciate the killing of abortion doctors. I don't kill uh, the right. doxing, the standing outside of abortion clinics and screaming at people. Right. But I, I understand why it's important to them because they genuinely believe. Yeah. Belief is a sledgehammer. Yeah. And that's that's just it.
0: I I I just want so much. I, I it's it's hard for me because I what I was gonna say is I just I want. All be, all of our beliefs to go fuck themselves, just leave. But then, who are we as people? And I love your I believes. I love belief as a sledgehammer. That's I love fun to do, yeah. I love that thought process. It's fun to whatever. It's just like a fun thing to read. Yeah, but beliefs can be problematic. But oh without, yeah. But without them. What guides us? What do we have? Well, Who are? And, well, so just, and the fun... that's, I think just we, we need to understand that our beliefs yeah. are not absolute. They are not. Well, that's
1: the fun thing about the fun thing about me writing these I believe. I've been writing these I believes for almost almost fifteen years now. Yeah, yeah. And but what's fun about it is. Man, I contradict myself constantly. Sure. I find things that I believed last week that this week something else made me think, and I totally believe something different. If you read the book, there are things in there on page 20 that are completely contradicted on page 25. It's just because yeah. that is the nature of truly examining your beliefs is that you're going to you're gonna go, oh, but in this case here, and oh, in this case here, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to start to refine it. It's called sharpening the fucking blade so that you can win value. Valentine's Day. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week.
0: My first thing is a read. It's, it, it just, it's go to this, uh, this stream.org and read Confessions of an Almost Never Trumper.
1: I, I'll read it. I, I mean, it's, I mean, based but, on your description, it makes me want to, like, I, I'm going to go slap the shit out of that guy like he's punking my reclining seat, but it's whatever. Just,
0: it's funny, because he's like, he's making it like his case is sound from a, how he got to this, so okay, but I just love that he's like, Reagan was great. He talks at the end. He talks about like how Reagan single handedly won the Cold War and,
1: oh, just what sake. the fuck.
0: All it, right, I'll read it. I'll shut read the it. fuck up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, my my first thing is actually something I think you said last week, but I watched it and now. I really want to emphasize it is, HBO McMillions. Yeah. Watch that! It is so fucking fun. You were dead on right. The dude, the <laughs> dude that was the young, that guy. He's is, hilarious. He's he's hysterical, and I love how everybody when they're talking about it, he they talk about it. it's like that. No no FBI agent should laugh that much. I right. mean they are just, <laughs> it, I it's totally engaging, super fun, completely. Uh, it can only happen in America. I yeah. loved it. Yeah yeah yeah. So I highly recommend it to anybody.
0: Awesome. Uh, my next thing is a watch. Uh I did not watch the original incarnation of this show, uh, but I've been watching it the new one with Katie L word. The L word Generation Q. Oh, okay. Which is on <laughs> okay. Showtime HBO? Yeah, okay. Sound like know. this. Show- I think it's showtime. Um it's a cultural thing. Like it's a it's an important cultural thing. So I don't I don't know if did you watch the L word when no. it was on? Yeah. No. I'll go back and watch it probably. Um I don't know. I I, I say watch it because it's 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 a thing. It's part of the culture and it's a reboot sequel of the original that was a huge when it came out. Like putting les you know gay life, especially from a lesbian perspective, out there like that had never been done to that degree. So it's yeah remarkable that way. It's a lot of melodrama and I can't decide if it's the acting, the writing or the directing or all three. Yeah, could be the lighting. I don't know, but um. Eh, give it a go.
1: Honestly, honestly, David, I just prefer to see entertainment that features people that look and think like me. That's totally fair. You have every right.
0: (laughs) Um, The sex scenes are hot though, and chick on chick doesn't do it for me. But yeah, it didn't really work
1: for me either. But but whatever. It's it's, uh, like ooh, yeah. All right, I don't know. all right. Well, mine, mine is not nearly as sexy. I watch the I L, L word to...
0: Generation Q, and I jerk yeah. it so hard. Now, my my Ugh. watch is. You're
1: not gonna, you're <laughs> not gonna jerk it, L. But I really encourage you. What I want you to do <laughs> is go to YouTube. I want you to go to YouTube. I want you to set aside 45 minutes to jerk it. No, I want you to go to public freakout videos. <laughs> I'm gonna jerk it. And well, yeah, yeah, you'll probably jerk it. But public freak <laughs> out videos and just spend, you know, because each one's like 10 minutes. So you're probably going to watch like four or five of these things <laughs> and tell me that it is not absolutely the worst. It makes you the, most, the worst human being ever that you revel in watching people lose their shit in public on each other. I am telling you. It it is both it is both hysterical and horrifying. Like watching like watching a woman who's been insulted by the store clerk walk around the 7 Eleven and just like tear shit off the shelves and destroy the thing yeah. with the, the guy just sitting in the cage. Just watching this shit is fucking hysterical and awful all at the same time. That's awesome.
0: All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, my last thing is it's a read. If I, I haven't read it yet. I just got it. Um, but it's by Tim O'Brien. It's called Dad's Maybe Book. So Tim O'Brien is... Yeah, yeah.
1: You've talked about Tim O'Brien yeah, before, yeah. Yeah, the
0: author of The Things They Carried. He's an award-winning yeah. writer. He's an incredible writer. Uh, this... Let me just give a quick synopsis of this book uh, from Amazon. Uh, in 2003, already an, older father, an, already an older father, National Book Award-winning novelist Tim O'Brien, resolved to give his young sons what he wished his own dad had given to him. A few scraps of paper signed, Love, Dad. Maybe a word of advice, maybe a sentence or two about some long ago Christmas Eve, maybe some scattered glimpses of their rapidly aging father, a man they might never really know. For the next fifteen years, the author talked to his sons on paper as if they were adults, imagining what they might hear from a father who was no longer among the living. So, what it's so I got this book. Obviously, one, I love Tim O'Brien, two, I've thought about doing something like this for Harry, yeah, for you yeah. know. And so from a Dad, from a, a parent perspective, it's probably really interesting. But then I just think from a storytelling perspective,
1: yeah, that's a It's probably really exercise. interesting
0: too because he's not talking to his kid like he's projecting. Talking, yeah, he's projecting. He's talking to um, him as an adult. So yeah, give that a give that a read, especially to yeah, our our, I, our
1: our dad listeners. And my uh, number three you know. is also read by uh, not nearly as good an author, <laughs> not nearly as interesting. Um, probably not. I mean, literally it says it in the foreword, this is a book to be read on the toilet. Um if you haven't bought it, it's on Amazon. Belief is a sledgehammer by by myself. So uh yeah, why don't you why don't you why don't you buy my fucking book um and uh read it on the <laughs> toilet while you're taking a shit. Because it's that's things it's I mean you can read four or five you can read like three pages and have just enough thought provoking things that you can drop your deuce. <laughs> <laughs> slap the paper yeah. up your ass or your bidet and then go on your way. And I then maybe get into an argument with somebody about something I believed. And I can tell you, as uh, I have
0: read most of the I Believes on Littered Ape that I've read, I've read in the shower, taking a shower. Yeah. And I have read parts of I uh, Belief is a Sledgehammer while taking a shit. So
1: It's the perfect yeah, book for that. It's ideal. It's, it's either that or Calvin and Hobbes. Right. You know, I mean, both of them great or, 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 or old Bloom County stuff. It's like, yeah, this is great for the shitter. Perfect. All right. And that is the Apecast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate
0: Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at localmotiveband.com.